Shijinandra. Let's start with the Nokar Mantra. Namo Arihantanam, Namo Sitanam, Namo Ayariyanam, Namo Ujjayanam, Namo Luisavasaranam, Esu Pajana Mukaru, Sabo Pao Panasano, Mangalaram Chasavvesim, Paramam Havai Mangalam. You have a soul, but no one ever told you how to take care of it, what to do with it, or how it could help you. So what we need is an owner's manual for the soul. A soul owner's manual. So let's make one today. The first thing we need to understand is that the soul exists. How do we know that the soul exists? I have three pieces of evidence for you. Does anybody remember those three pieces of evidence? No problem. The first piece of evidence is that the hard problem of consciousness exists. And the answer to the hard problem of consciousness is the soul. Does anybody know what the hard problem of consciousness is? The hard problem of consciousness is how does matter give rise to experience or subjectivity? And the scientists call that qualia. Okay? So how does the matter, let's say, of your brain, the matter of your body, it's just, um, it's just atoms in a particular arrangement, right? And so how does that give rise to experience? This is what they call the hard problem of consciousness. And how it does give rise to experience is the soul. Scientists have not answered the hard problem of consciousness. And as long as there is no answer, we know that the answer is the soul. The second piece of evidence we have is that awareness is different from thoughts. Thoughts are provided by the brain and we can choose to pay attention th to them or not. Has anybody experienced this? Hey, come on in. Today we're doing a soul owner's manual. You have a soul, so we need some guidance on how to use it. And the first uh, first thing we're talking about is you need to understand that the soul exists. And one piece of evidence that the soul exists is that the hard problem of consciousness exists and that the answer to it is the soul. The second piece of evidence is that awareness is different from thoughts. Has anybody experienced this in their life? That is, thoughts are provided to you by the brain and you can choose to be aware of them and follow them or you can choose to let them go. So this is one of the primary and most beneficial uh, epiphanies you can have while meditating. And this is at the very front. This is the first thing, uh, this is the first thing you realize when you're meditating. And it won't take you but a week to do it. Is to realize that Thoughts are provided to you by somewhere else, something else, that something else is your brain. And you can choose to let them go or you can choose to think them. You can choose not to think those thoughts. So that's the second piece we have that a soul exists. The third piece of evidence we have that the soul exists is that experienced meditators experience bliss. And that bliss was predicted by Jainism. So does anybody know the characteristics of the soul? That is, what is your soul like if it were not surrounded by karma? 
It is uh, right. bodyless. Right. It is bodyless. It is infinite knowledge bliss. Right. Infinite bliss. That's one more I thought. Two more. Two. Infinite perception and infinite energy. Okay. So these um, are the characteristics of the soul. Now meditators have tapped into this bliss. And that means that because Jainism predicted this, that means that the soul exists. Hey, come on in. How are you guys doing? Good. Today we're creating an owner's manual for your soul. And uh, we just went over three points of why, how we know the soul exists. So questions about that. The three pieces of evidence that we know that the soul exists are, it's the answer to the hard problem of consciousness, the fact that awareness is different from thoughts, and the fact that experienced meditators have experienced bliss predicted by Jainism as a characteristic of the soul. So this is very important that you all understand because this is step number one. If you don't understand your soul exists, then why bother creating a soul owner's manual? Any questions on that? Okay, so how do you take care of your soul? First, don't forget that you are a soul. You don't have a soul, okay? We've been speaking about it a little bit wrongly and you perhaps you think about it wrongly. And if you don't adjust your thinking, it, it will hurt you in the long run. Don't forget you are a soul. Now this sounds like the easiest step, but it's actually the hardest step, okay? Um, it seems like we forget we're a soul every day but Sunday. Like every time but now, we forget we're a soul. Once remember, you remember that you're a soul on Wednesday, that you're a soul on Thursday, and that you're a soul on Friday, you'll start to get the picture. Okay, that will put you further ahead than you've ever been. That will put you further ahead than any prayer, than any probably, maybe any meditation you've ever done. That will put you ahead of how many times you've came to dad's class, if you remember your soul on Thursday, Friday, and Wednesday, that's going to put you ahead. If you remember your soul while you're at work, that helps. If you remember a soul while you're eating, that helps. If you remember a soul you're, that you are a soul while you're in the elevator, that helps. You, why does it help? Because you'll start to live your life differently. So, you know when you see somebody every day, you don't really see who they are anymore. Rather, you see how they make you feel. So as an example, it's really common to see a physically attractive person. And once you get to know them better, they don't look attractive anymore because they display ugly characteristics or they have an ugly personality. Then you start to see them as an ugly person. And you, you like, what did I ever see in this person, right? And it works the other way too, thank goodness for me. If you see a physically unattractive person and they're a good person, you start to like them. You see that they're beautiful, right? You start to see who they are on the inside, right? So when I look around this room, I don't see your bodies because you're not bodies. You are all souls. When you look at your child, you should see a soul the same age as you are. When you look at an insect in your house, you should see a soul there. When you look at the tree in your yard, you should see a soul there. And if you really do see that, you have no choice but to live your life differently. 
You have no choice but to not get angry at your child. You have no choice but to pick up that insect and move him outside instead of killing it. You have no choice because you really see them as they are. You see the truth, right? That's what we mean by this whole world is an illusion and you don't see reality. You don't see things as they are. And if you did, I can tell you don't see things by they are, including me, because we would live our lives totally differently if we saw the truth. So what changes can you make in your life to remember you are a soul every day, in every minute, in every moment? Not just anybody's life, your life. Be always conscious about it. Right. Mindfulness. Mindfulness. Right. How can you change your life to be mindful that you're a soul every day? Paying less attention to body and more to soul. Right. Um, Meaning uh, trying to, you know, uh, think about how we look or just about, not just about us, but about others as well. About the looks, about the body, about the, you know, the external factor. Uh, more rather than doing that more internalized right so all the things we do we get wrapped up in our body we get wrapped up in taking care of it we get wrapped up in how it looks we get wrapped up in that that starts to make us feel like we're the body right but you're not the body you're the soul so you want to do things to take care of your soul that way you reinforce the idea that you are a soul and so that's why we're creating a soul owner's manual today. That is, instead of having our hygiene, we have our spiritual hygiene that we talked about. What changes can you make in your life to remind you that you're a soul? So do good karmas because soul soul is attached with karmas are attached with soul. Mm-hmm. So if we do, if we have worry about our soul rather than our body, means we have to do good karmas. Hey, come on in. So by doing good karma, we remind ourselves that we're a soul. Hey, let him in. Sure, sure. How about we focus on uh, the karma that's attached to our soul rather than the money in our bank account or yeah. rather than physical things. How about we do that? How about we live our lives to uh, enhance our soul? Yeah, I love that. But you just told me the end result. Tell me what changes you're going to make in your life to do that. Not everybody's life. Not imaginary my life. life. Your life. <laughs> that's what this class is for, right? I, ne- I always want to take Jainism out of these four walls and put it into your life. It's very hard. You're gonna, after this, you're going to go to lunch and you're going to be like, forget everything we talked about today. So you know, I will be mindful that I'm not killing any insects. How will you do that? What changes will you make in your life to do that? So while walking, I'll, uh, I'll make sure that I'll keep my eyes on the ground so I'm not killing any insects. Great. So that, that is a change I'll do in the way of my life so that I'm not killing any insects while walking. That's one example I, I'm thinking of. I love that. You're going to change the way you walk. Yes. To remind yourself you're a soul every day. 
And see, that will help you because you're doing that ostensibly for the insects. But guess what? Every time you do that, you'll remind yourself you're a soul. And you remind yourself every day. If you, he, he walks every day, right? So if he changes the way he walks, he's going to remind himself every day. Hopefully, now, it's possible that you could go on autopilot, right? And that you could just be doing that and you could say, you could eventually forget why you're doing that. But hopefully not. Hey, come on in. Right. But that's, that's one thing, like, but I can, I think to reach to that goal, I think we have a lot of things from our mind perspective, like how we think, how we deal with the people, how we, you know, carry every day. I mean, all that also matters a lot than just, you know, the, the Ainsa. Sure, but we got to start somewhere and why not start with how we walk? How about you? How, where do you want to start? Sure. Yeah, if you look at the whole problem, it's a gigantic problem. And I'm not telling you it's easy. I'm telling you it's hard. I'm telling you it's the hardest thing you'll have ever done in your life. But you got to start small. So where, should, where do you want to start? I, I have felt like, and I have noticed myself that if I don't overstress, like I don't stress out on many things to do in a day or like, you know, plan a lot of things, uh, then actually I'm able to live in a day and like like say if i if i plan my activities like this and suddenly uh my wife says oh you have to do this and now i'm like oh, man i have this 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 and so if i plan very well I, I if i plan my day properly and not put too many things to in my do list in a day then actually i'm able to live a day nicely so that's what i have noticed so right so you're going to change your life by planning out your day to give you not too many responsibilities because your main responsibility is your soul. So and that will remind stay, you every stay day. Stay calm myself. Yeah, I mean, I right. should I should stay calm. That's that's my uh, objective in a day. Great. So you're going to remove the stressors from your life, the yeah. things that cause anger, ego, deceit, and greed. Yes. You're going to remove them to remind you that you're a soul every day. That's great. Other changes that you'd like to make in your life. How about prayer every day in the morning? Get you off on yeah, the right I foot. I started that from yesterday. Oh. Uh, I have my Guruji in India. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so I started doing uh, three Vandana in always mm -hmm. northeast direction from yesterday to my Guruji. He's not here with me, but at least I think I should remember him and. I should think that you know I should uh, do vandana to him three tikuto vandana to him three times a day. So I'll always so that's the second day. Today is the second day because see, I sometimes I keep forgetting. Right. I want to do it, but then it it suddenly goes out of my mind. <laughs> like today also, uh, while I was having a shower, I remember I have to do vandana. Right. But when I was ready, I forgot. Then I was just about to leave out of my house and I realized, oh, I have to do vandana today. Then I did it. Tomorrow again, I don't know whether I, when I wake up, will I remember it or I don't remember it. But again, I have to be mindful. I need to be uh, aware about it that I have to do this every day to uh, do vandana to my guruji. How about you set an alarm on your phone for the right time? Yes. How about you do every, it right now? Every day morning. How about you do it right now? <laughs> I agree. It's hard. That's to, how hard it is to it, do things. It's hard to remember. 
<laughs> you want to do it, but you forget. Right. It is very hard. And also keep that slot empty so that way, even though you get a reminder, you have a time to do it. So. Right. Because sometimes no, I get reminders and I'm like, I, oh, I can't do that exactly. right now. And then I forget about it altogether. Exactly. <laughs> One thing I have tried to do, and if you remember, me, Mihir, and Nick here, Nick, we started doing Nokarwalis. So initially it was, I was doing it for the sake of doing it because we agreed we'll do it. But I think slowly I'm now becoming more disciplined about it that I, so first I was doing anywhere in the house. Now I'm doing it in front of uh, the, the murti that we have, uh, small dirasa room that we have. And then also I'm trying to, not successful, trying to, you know, kind of focus very much with the uh, understanding of, you know, the soul and the meditation and the reality of life. Uh, but, but like we said in past, you start something just for the sake of doing it first and then slowly you add a meaning to it. Uh, again, like I said, I'm not there by any means, but at least I feel I'm improving. Now I'm very disciplined that even if it is, you know, late at night, I'll still do it with, before going to sleep. Uh, in past, I would, what I would do is I, if I miss it, I'll do two Nokarolis next day. But now I'm very disciplined. I have to do it. That's my, one of the things I have to do before I go to bed. And I feel good about it that uh, when I spend those seven minutes or so, not very long time, but uh, it, I have felt it brings calmness to me. Uh, That's so I want to continue and obviously improve the quality of how I do it. Right? Uh, because like we always said, meditation is very difficult, right? Keeping all thoughts out. But I try and I think at least I'm better from where I started. So I'm still doing that. And I think it helps me. I, I, I have personally felt very positive about it. So That's great. The uh, congratulations. You've just taken the hardest step. All the other steps are easier from here. And you can build on everything from this hardest step. And it doesn't have to be what he's done. You can build on anything as long as it reminds you you're a soul. So you can use these seven minutes each day to remember your soul, and that reflects on the entire day you'll remember. And gradually that'll expand, and you'll start reminding yourself that, oh, I'm a soul, while you're doing different things. And that's what they call waking up, and that's what they call enlightenment. And the natural progression from what you started is the people that take diksha and be a monk. Because they understand what's important and they understand they have to remind themselves in every moment that they are a soul and they have to live their life like that. There's no choice because once you start this snowball rolling down the hill, there is no choice. As you become enlightened, as you start to wake up, you must live your life differently. Okay? As you start to accept that the things in the book are true. You can and you will live your life differently. And right now you'll think it's a major bummer if you envision yourself living your life differently. But guess what? It is a joyful experience when you start to change your life in this respect. It is, you'll be much happier than you've ever been in your entire life as you start to shed your material obligations and remember your soul in every moment and live your life accordingly. That's great. Congratulations. You're where we all want to be. And that step can start not you, not with, you know, Navka Lali's every day. You know, you can start with 
um, pujas. You can start with prayers. You can start with mindfulness. You can start with post-it notes. You know, that's a good way to do it. Whatever you want to remember. However you do it for work. Why don't you do it for your soul, right? If you use post-it notes at work, you use a post-it note for your soul, okay? If you put stuff on the refrigerator at home, you can do that for your soul. Uh, so there's lots of ways to get started. You know how you have those uh, reminders on your watch? It's like, you haven't moved in an hour. Why don't you get up and move, right? You can do that for your soul. You can set it up to do that. And you, you don't have to reprogram it. You can just do it like I do with spam phone calls, you know? It's a, oh, it reminded me to move. Oh, I'm a soul. You know, you just make that connection in your mind. You don't have to like set your calendar alert for every day um, for two times a day. Although that is a pretty good idea. You set a calendar alert for every day to remember that you're a soul. Uh, but, uh, I, I would think that's a great idea. One, one does it like does if you do this, <clears throat> it has side effects too, right? Like uh, if you really get into it, you really lose interest in other stuff, like when socializing and all those things. It, does that come in the picture? Like, sure, those are positive side effects. I mean, I'm just saying that. That is what we want. That is where we <laughs> want to get to. I have, I have noticed See, that. It sounds lot, like a so. total bummer. You would hate you. When you picture yourself as a monk right now, you're like, man, that sucks. <laughs> Why would I want to do that, right? But guess what? When you're further along, when you're far enough along the path, that starts to sound like a great idea. Have you ever had an experience where, like, um, you, you were a child and you're like, I wonder why adults do that. And then you become an adult and you're like, oh, that's why they do that. Yeah. Same thing. Okay? You're like, I wonder why the monks pull out their hair and don't go to each other's houses on Friday night, you know, and have dinner there. And then once you get there, you're like, oh, that's why they do that. Because it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> One other technique that I used before was follow the laptop. You have the password. Change the password that I'm the soul or soul or something. I mean, it's every three minutes when it locks you out, you want to type it. You will <laughs> That's <laughs> great. It I like that. For yeah. me. It really worked for me. I like that. For many, many instances, whatever you want to remember, you do that and it works. Other questions or comments, or tell me how you want to change your life. It's got to be a small change, okay? And it's going to be a big change. It's going to be simultaneously small and big. When you tell it to people, it's going to sound very small. But if you change the way you walk, you will get to moksh. If you set a reminder on your phone every day, that will be the start of you progressing along your spiritual path. So how do I follow, like, um Every day morning, I do prayer, Devo, uh, and Madhi uh, Madhuravir every day. So initially, I uh, likewise I forget many times. I don't eat anything before I do this kriya every day. So this is how I'm more disciplined. Sometimes, yeah, we are in rush with meeting and all. Then it's but now the very few days or very rare instances, I forgot. I am not able to do it. Otherwise. I don't eat anything without doing all this. Yeah, that's how I'm following. Now it has been years, so now it's habit. That's great. So congratulations, that's great. We all wanna be where you are. Now that it's a habit, make sure that you don't go on autopilot and you do it just to do it. Remember why you're doing it every day. Remember and let it affect the rest of your day. To start off in the morning and to do that things to remind you your soul and hopefully don't uh, compartmentalize it. 
let it affect your entire day because it's easy to do that. Because if you do it at home in front of a murti, then it's easy to leave it there. It's easy to say, oh, I did it, now I'm done. But guess what? You have to let it affect your entire day. You have to let it remind you. When you think of it in the night that you have to do it in the morning, at the time you think of it, you're like, oh, I got to do it in the morning. Oh, I'm a soul. Am I living my life like I'm a soul? When you think about it, um, introducing some kind of new thing to your home uh, temple area, then you have to say, well, why am I doing this? Oh, because I'm a soul. And you remember right there, you're a soul. So you have to let it affect your entire life now that you've taken that first step. That's great. Other questions or comments? So we, we went over the three pieces of evidence that the soul exists. And the first step of taking care of your soul is to realize you are a soul and to change your language. You're taking care of you. You're letting yourself take care of you. The second step is summer. Who remembers what summer is? Somewhat? Yes. Stopping of the influx of karma? That's right. The stopping of the influx of karma. What changes can you make in your life? We talked about the changes you make in your life to realize you're a soul. What changes can you make in your life to stop the influx of karma? What does it mean I did not get that? Oh, sure. No problem. <coughs> so, every action that you do results in karma attaching <coughs> to your soul. And those karma obscure the natural characteristics of your soul. And Samvar is the idea of changing your behavior to stop that attachment. To stop the influx of karma from binding to your soul. So we will still do karmas, but we will not get it attached to our soul? That's what you're saying? No, you don't. It's, <laughs> karma is not something that you do. It's you do actions and the karma attaches to your soul because of those actions. So we will still do the action, but we will not allow those karma to attach to our soul. That is what you're saying? No, you can't do actions and not have the karma attached to your soul. So then don't do action. You're stopping the action. That's what Samvar is. <laughs> you're stopping the actions to stop the influx of karma to your soul. <clears throat> so what changes can you make in your life to stop those actions that well first i guess you have to understand what are you doing in your life that brings the karma to your soul everything right? that we are doing is uh, all the actions that we, i mean if you look at my life yeah i am getting angry or i am eating potato onion garlic these are all these all actions are uh, or i am eating in the night these are all actions are uh, bringing karmas to my soul, right? So all actions. Absolutely. But not all actions are created equally. Some actions bring more karma, more intensely to your soul. Some actions bring less karma, less intensely to your soul. So now what is the one action that you do, either daily or weekly, that results in the most karma attaching to your soul? And let's get rid of that one. What's the one action you think is your most, the most impactful as to attaching karma so to your soul? First of all, I don't know, as you say, that some action will attach less karma, some, some action will attach more karma. So I have no knowledge. Now you do. That which action 
brings more karmas and which action brings less karma so at least i can find out okay if this action is giving me more karma so at least let me try to stop that so i will have a lesser karma attaching to my soul than more karma attaching to my soul perfect the answer is in the book oh the answer book? you're looking for is in our book okay our <laughs> book will tell you which actions bring which karma to your soul how they bind more intensely or less intensely oh okay good so so once you understand that then you can understand what is the one thing you do and we're going to start small we're going to do well i guess it's not starting small if it's the most impactful yeah. thing you do right so once you understand that and once you read the book then you'll have a good understanding of what you need to change in your life i'll give you guys a hint it probably has to do with anger ego deceit or greed it's probably one of those that you're doing so we do more anger more karmas get attached more ego yeah. same, more karmas get attached even if we do the same action but with a different intensity Makes the bond will be different attachment to the soul will be different karma can be good action. and bad yeah could be good and bad absolutely karma can doing puja is also karma correct but good it's good but anger would probably be the one thing that's probably hardest for me what do you get angry about usually when something doesn't go your way that's right. what that's what you get angry about right. when something you you have an expectation of something to happen and it doesn't go the way that you want it to happen what do you have the most expectations about in your life what do i have the most expectations what makes you the most angry it's just the same question in another yeah, do it the right way and it that it doesn't happen so <laughs> anger anger i i i i know that we should not get angry mm. but i have always one question in my in my mind for anger it is always triggered by somebody else never That's triggered by true. anybody <laughs> anger is always That's triggered true. by you wow. and it's a mismatch between the expectations <laughs> like and reality all anger is directed at the self welcome never triggered by anybody welcome to this class <laughs> and unfortunately that means it's entirely your fault every time you get angry it's the ego every That's time whatever you're attached to first family wealth your expectations are there more so you're going to have anger against whatever is not met so for example my kids we always have expectation to have kids to do well we talked about this several times how do we stop that expectation and without hurting ourselves or our attachment that's been our biggest my challenge the most difficult thing <laughs> sure I never said this was going to be easy. This is the hardest thing you're going to do in your entire life, but it's worth it. It's worth it. Nobody is challenging you in your life to do better except me because I know what you're capable of. So I have seen my uncle, one of my uncle, my father's brother, okay? He never gets angry. He never gets angry. I have seen my auntie and my uncle fight a lot. I mean my auntie fights a lot with my uncle. <laughs> but my uncle will never get angry. Yeah, he will always smile over there. He will get angry somewhere else. <laughs> no, he he never gets angry. He will always smile and I always try how can I be like him in every situation? How can I control myself that you know I will if somebody triggers try to trigger me i will not react to it yeah. i'll smile and no matter how many times i think about doing so i'm not successful in doing so right anybody have any tips
on how to let go so, of anger and so, not appear to be triggered by other people. So I feel like uh, sometimes we get uh, anxiety attacks and we get angry and all and I feel like maybe uh, I, I have experienced that if you don't keep yourself fit like say when you start walking like 30 minutes or one hour a day and you can see that automatically because you are stressing out your body and your mind to do some activity for an hour automatically you are able to take other things easily so I feel like exercise plays a very important part as well as prayer in the morning so if you do this two activities I feel like I'm in pretty much a lot of control compared to what I used to be so but then again walking just one hour you know gives a lot of your mind and body but again it is stamina you are attaching it with the body right you are not attaching it with our soul right you know basically doing a walk or is again a bodily thing it's a bodily thing but as well as your mind a people who walk, run for even an hour you know it's not only body thing it's mind thing also so it makes your mind also strong you know and I, I feel like that is very much related because if I'm doing a lot of work and I get tired and then someone tells me something I get very irritated very quickly but if I have a, that stamina I have built every day my at least I will not get that quickly irritated I mean I'm not saying it's completely but yeah it builds your stamina of your body and mind is getting angry a genetical problem? No, no. I don't think so. No. <laughs> no. My tip for dealing with anger is to count to 10, take deep breaths, use any kind of circuit breaker you can when you have the feeling, before you do any actions. Remind yourself um, that anger is always directed at the self. You never get angry at other people, other things, at external circumstances. All anger is directed at the self. Yeah. And try to understand each time you get angry, how you're directing, because it's different every time, how you're directing anger at yourself. That would be my tip. But I'm not letting this go. We're trying to change your life here. You still haven't answered the question. <laughs> what is What makes you angry the most? Uh, I mean, that's... In your life. I don't think there's one particular thing that gets me... Uh, a general anger problem. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not saying that it's... <laughs> I, I mean, it is... It's it's a problem of... It is a problem with ego, right? Okay. It is because... It doesn't have to be, but it can be in it your can. case. In, my, in yeah. my case, maybe it is. It is. Uh, it's always, isn't it? No. You can, you can have anger without an ego component. But, I mean, all of anger, ego, deceit, and greed are interrelated. They are so interrelated. In my... The problem is... I don't know. It's, it's pretty hard to... I don't think I have a real expl explanation so for it. anger is because of ego... Not necessarily. It doesn't always happen. Yeah, to but if major... It, see, because I have an ego... Oh, how can he hurt me? Mm -hmm. And then I get angry. Mm -hmm. So, rather than working on anger first... I have to work on my ego first. That how can I come out of ego? The moment I come out of my ego... Maybe that part of anger will... Go away. I will not get angry because of my ego at least. No, you have to work on them in order and you get rid of them in order. I didn't know that at first, but the order is anger, ego, deceit, and greed. And for those of you who think that it's always tied up in ego, you can be angry about something that happens to somebody else, right? And that has nothing to do with you and it has nothing to do with your ego. 
Okay, so you got to get rid of work on your anger first, and it's not the matter of working on the ego. Because first. I mostly get angry, not because it is between these two people. If something happens, and then I get angry. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I get angry because, like in my office environment, okay, if I am proposing something that okay, this is how I need to get this done, and somebody says no, this is not a right way to do it. And I know that this is the right way to do it, and then I get angry. Oh, why this guy is telling me not right way? I am telling. I have more knowledge than him, and this is the right way to do it. And then I angry. And the moment I get angry, my face become red. Anyone can read on my face that I am angry. Anyone can read, and then some of my team members will say, "Oh, why are you so angry?" No, it says your face looks angry. And then I say, "Oh, how can I hide my face to look angry?" Even though I'm angry, I don't want to show that I'm angry. Great example. So in that situation, how is uh, anger the product of a mismatch between your expectation and reality? And in that situation, how is your anger directed at yourself? So in this case, you're not willing to accept the other person's point of view. Point of view. You, you yeah. are. You are thinking. Ego. Yeah, you are thinking that whatever I have said is the right, right thing. thing. Yes. But if you look it around from the Anikantwa, the the other person's perspective, then you'll be normal. I mean, you will you'll be open to take that feedback Ideas and, and and not push really hard. In turn, not get <clears throat> angry. I mean, last week it happened at my workplace. You know, there was someone who was not. Knowledgeable about the field, and that person was still trying to say that this is the way it has to be done, and I was sure, no, this is not the way it has to be done. And then, but guess what? Aren't there people not knowledge about your field all the time? Is it? Aren't most people don't have the knowledge that you have? So why get angry when somebody says that's not right? Everybody has an opinion on things. You know it's not right. Why do you have to convince them it's not? Because it needs to be based on the evident decision, you know that would be implemented. So, and if that doesn't get implemented, and you know that it's not the right approach, what to do in that? Exactly. Situation? Sure. Then that's why we practice CYA at work, right? What's that? That's why we practice covering your ass at work, right? To make sure that people know that you don't agree with this implementation. It was this other person's idea. It's not the right way to do it. Then. But what does anger have to do with that? You can see how we can go through this whole process and not be angry about it, right? So and you know this is going to occur. It's occurred before, and you know it's going to occur again. And when it happens again, you'll be like, ah, of course this was going to happen. And this always happens. And the problem which we just discussed, it's not a problem only for office everywhere, even over here or anywhere there are five people are standing, it's going to be happen. Only thing is, okay, it happened. I'm not fine with it. Let's implement it. Then you can't do anything. So that's how <clears> I accepted that. Okay, I can give my input saying that hey, this is doesn't look good. But if the five people brain doesn't work, then I really can't do much over it. You, know? you so believe you're I, angry at the other person. You're angry I, at yourself. I try doing it. Okay, uh, we are on a call. Maybe if I'm on a call with my wife, or if I'm on a call with my colleague, or in a team call, if certain things are not going the way, the right way. And I feel that I'm getting triggered and I'm getting angry. I'll come out of that call. I'll just disconnect myself from that moment. Right. I'll disconnect the call, or I'll, or even if if it is a office call, 
I'll just take out my headset. I cannot disconnect, so I'll take out my headset. I'll not listen to that conversation for at least next two minutes. Great. Usually, I what that. I do, uh, I try to evaluate the situation. It is a controllable or non-controllable. Yeah. So when we are in discussion, how can I control you? So it's not in my control. Then I don't care. Yeah, exactly. That that obviously I get angry many times, but especially in corporates, yeah. in office. I don't care. How do you control others' thought and and we have to see from others' lens exactly. as well sometimes. Exactly, that's what so I do. Half of the time, uh, we reduce our stress um, by looking at some situations. It is not in my control that I. But I think this anger topic can go on for on and on and on for many classes. <laughs> I mean, that's sure. Let's talk about the third piece of our soul owner's manual. That is Nirjara. Who remembers what Nirjara is? Right. So what? Nirjara. 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 Burning of karmas. Right. The burning of karmas that are already attached to your soul. So same question. We talked about what changes you can make to your life to remember that you're a soul. We talked about what changes you can make in your life to practice somewhere. Now this is the same question. What changes can you make in your life to practice Nirjara? So uh, now karmas are already attached mm -hmm. and now we have to get rid of them by doing nirjara, karma nirjana. Mm -hmm. You got it. So, so there are various kriyas which, uh, which <laughs> says right that if you do some upvas where <coughs> karma nirjana happen, so this is the right way to do it, I'm just asking. Absolutely. There are many types of nirjara. You need to find the one that's right for you. Fasting is one of them. What are other types of nirjara? Doing samaik or being in that samaik for uh, 48 minutes right. can help you channelize your thoughts. And... That's a type of nirjra. Doing puja is more somber than nirjra, but kind of nirjra. Doing yoga is nirjra. Okay? So you need to find out what's right for you. First, you need to figure out when do you have time to do it. Okay? And then that will determine which type you do how much time you have, right? Maybe we don't have 48 minutes, right? Then that's not the right type for us. So think about it in your life, not in another person's life, not in somebody else's, your life. The life that you're living right now, do you have time to perform a small amount of nirjara every day? And this is the hardest step. Just like once you make a habit, you can change your life based on this first step. Just figure out this first step in your life. So in the book, do we have uh, uh, things that, you know, what are the different ways we can do karma nirjara? Absolutely. Maybe you'll open the book this week. Yeah, <laughs> I have not opened. I got it. Uh, I know. Back. I know. I it's hard, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But maybe these questions, you want answer to these questions and I'm telling you the answers in the book. Maybe you'll, when do you think you want to open the book this week? Uh, today itself. Today? Yes. Great. Perfect. Do you want to set a reminder on your phone? Uh, <laughs> I, I, will do a, I, will do, I will have hundreds of reminders then. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, I, I am, I am, I'm giving Maybe that. one every minute is what I, we need. I'll do, do one Samaik today. I'll do one Samaik today and during that Samaik, I'll go through that book. That's great. That's amazing. That's good. That is an incredible first step. It's a first step that how many of us have taken? We're laughing right now, but who's taken that step? You know, it's very hard. 
Questions or comments about anything we talked about? We developed a soul owner's manual today, and we talked about how to change our life, what, how to take care of our soul, and how our soul will in turn take care of us, and how that's a totally bogus way of thinking of it, because it's you taking care of yourself, because you are a soul. So a soul owner's manual is just, how do you take care of yourself? Questions or comments about anything we talked about today before we move on to a totally different topic? Good class. Great. Thank you very much. I have a quick comment. I think from what I've heard and listened to some of the speakers, I would add that we are, we are souls, but we are also a powerful and a beautiful soul. Uh, we, we have a lot of layers in our soul that by what you described in the class, we are trying to remove those uh, covers to make it powerful and beautiful as, as powerful it is. Uh, that's my comment on, on the soul. Nine, one thing I would like to do uh, and, and sort of uh, set up a reminder every hour uh, for five minutes, uh, where it, I just have to remind myself it doesn't have to be all five minutes, but that. Again, I'm a, I'm a powerful uh, soul, and uh, whatever I do uh, and is based on that, and should be based on in that. So that was my, my thought on that. Uh, That's great. You guys were laughing when I said, set up a reminder every minute, but until you understand how asleep you are, you don't understand how distracted you be can become in a minute and how long a minute is actually. And when I, I didn't even mean it as a joke, you guys laughed about me setting up a reminder any, any, every minute. To me, that sounds like a good idea and that's something that I could use because of how long the space is between each minute and an infinite number of ways that I get distracted in each minute. And once you understand that, then you'll start to understand what we mean by enlightenment and uh, waking up and things like that. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Um, so let's go for an art project update for where's our procurement committee? Have we bought anything yet? No, so, so we are still uh, waiting for where are we going to place it and how many pieces I think you are doing it with. So I knew where this was going to break down. It's the communication between procurement and approval. So for our approval committee, is anybody here on approval and installation committee? I'm here. Okay. Do we get approval? Do we know where we're going to get approval from? I'll check with Nick. He was choosing that. Okay. Okay. Sure thing. So I knew that that's the issue is that we don't know what to buy because we don't know where we're going to put it. Um, so, so then, okay. So we have no update on approval and installation. Okay, so our timeline was to do it before the end of the year. I think we still have, we're still going to be able to do that because I don't think we're going to procure a custom piece which will have a lead time. I think we're just going to get something online based on where we need to do it. Um, so I think we're still on track for before the end of the year, we'll... So once you place order, how much time it's going we to be? We don't even know what we, we're going yeah, to buy. Yeah, we don't know yeah, what we're going to buy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Oh, okay. Just kind of, a, they must be having some... Are we, are we procuring from India or we are procuring from the uh, US? So the US. Usually, yeah, Etsy is what we, we would probably look at. So, typically, it takes anywhere between 
That's what I'm saying because usually all these things, especially which is not kind of a regular item, takes more time to deliver. So because end of the year means yeah, end of the year maybe we could place the order. Whether we would get it or not, that is subject to the delivery times for the item that we procure. Well, I'd like to thank each one of you for being part of Dad's class. This represents this represents my. Uh, it's a symbol of my appreciation and gratitude for each one of you. Go. And then uh, I'll leave this here for you. <laughs> this one I'm going to keep it as a special money. Yeah, you're Thank you everybody yeah. for your time this week. I really appreciate that. And I hope I've given you something to think about this week. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you.